and welcome to Real Women. My name is Michelle McLean. Corrie Ten Boom, who survived the Holocaust and saved hundreds of Jews, once said, Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Now for me, my prayer life was my spare tire most of my life. I only accessed prayer when I had problems or had that flat tire experience in the journey. My prayer life was tested years ago, though. See, at the time, I didn't know the importance or the power of prayer. I didn't prioritize prayer, and quite frankly, my life looked like it. When my husband and I wanted to start our family, things didn't go exactly as we planned. It took a bit of praying and a bit of time before we got pregnant with our first child. But as the time approached when we would begin to announce to our families, tragedy struck. I began to miscarry, and it was absolutely awful. A couple months later, we got pregnant again, only to miscarry a second time. My heart was broken. I felt empty and I felt lost. I questioned myself and I questioned God. Fear and discouragement seemed to take over and I dealt with postpartum depression just laying on the couch for months. And it was absolutely awful. But it was in that time when I was at my end that I had to do something differently. I had to truly submit to God in a prayer life that I had never done before. I had to lay out all of my pain, my fears, and my desires. Yet at the same time, I had to trust him and whatever plans that he had for me. I had to learn to open myself up and let God in. I had to communicate to God in a way I had never done before. Now, I had heard the story of Hannah in the Bible, a woman who struggled with infertility. She hurt and cried out desperately to the Lord. 1 Samuel 1.10 tells us that she, Hannah, greatly distressed, prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. Hannah made a promise to submit her greatest desire to the Lord. She promised her firstborn to be given to the Lord for service. Hannah's prayers were answered when she submitted to the Lord. I knew that I wanted to pray like Hannah. I wanted to fully trust God and faithfully submit to him, no matter the cost. So later, when I prayed to God and I submitted to him, everything in my life changed. My prayer life was transformed, and my prayers were later answered. Now, I tell you this story because I want to share some of the things I've learned about prayer. I want you to be able to intensify your life in speaking to God and know those full benefits of submitting to him in an entirely new way. In this first part of our seven ways to intensify your prayer life series, we're going to explore the basics of what we desperately need in our prayer life and why prayer is so important. In this series, you're going to gain a new confidence in your prayer life. You're going to learn what the Bible says about prayer and about God. You're going to understand how to pray prayers that are answered, and you're going to enhance your relationship with God. Now, this series does come with message notes. Be sure to go to www.realwomenofgod.com and find them under the resources tab. Be sure to subscribe to the email list for a free printable prayer journal that will enhance your prayer life no matter where you are in your faith journey. Now, Corey Ten Boom perhaps realized that prayers need to be that steering wheel in life because she indeed lived in one of the more recent horrific experiences in modern times. Prayer tends to come to mind in those flat tire emergency moments, but it honestly needs to be our vital steering wheel in how we approach life. Our prayers must guide our thoughts, our words, and our choices, not really the other way around. One of our key purposes in life is to glorify God, and we do so by submitting to his will in our prayer life. Prayer isn't just about going to God for our hurts, struggles, and needs. It's also about producing change within us. Prayer allows us to develop a real relationship with God. It connects us better with how to live out God's will for us. 
The Bible gives reference to our purpose in praying in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God's will is for us to pray. When we make our prayers the steering wheel in life, the Holy Spirit can better act as our internal GPS, navigating the journey before us. When we pray without ceasing and do so in the will of God, we submit to the Spirit. We're being sanctified, meaning we're just being made into the likeness of Christ. Now, whether you're new to your faith or a longtime believer, you know prayer is an essential part of your relationship with God. But just how essential is it to you personally? Today, we begin by exploring some key biblical truths regarding why prayer is so important. So let's just get basic here. Why is it so important? Well, prayer is an essential part of our relationship with God. So if you have your notes, Prayer is an essential part of our relationship with God. And really, relationships need three things to succeed. The first being connection. And connection is that thing that binds one person to another or us to God. See, God's always there and he gives us free will to seek and stay with him or connect to him or not. Jesus spoke about the importance of staying connected in his parable of the vine found in John chapter 15. He tells the disciples in verse 4 of abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch dries up and they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So Jesus told of the importance of staying connected with Christ. With Christ, we bear fruit. He is our source of life, just like a branch needs the water, nutrients, and vital sunshine to grow properly. That only occurs when the branch is actually connected to the whole vine. What does that look like for us? Well, we're able to keep our relationship strong and connected to Christ when we, one, read and obey the word of God, and two, communicate in prayer. Now, this strong connection in our relationship with God brings us fruits or blessings in our lives, fulfilling our purpose in life. This connection, however, brings rejection. If we're not connected to God, we do not bear fruit. My husband and I planted a whole garden full of fruits and vegetables years ago. Much of what we watered and carefully tended to developed into healthy food for our family. But our raspberries and blueberries never took off. We worked here and there to try to encourage the growth, and we even moved them to one time, but they never bore fruit. We eventually had to pluck them out and just throw them away. We found other plants that did thrive, and those plants, you know, fulfilled their purpose, and they was worth our time and our effort to care for them. The same can be true for us. When we're not connected to God in a right relationship, we're not reading our Bible, we're not praying, we're not really staying connected to those in the body of Christ, we suffer. We become malnourished spiritually, and we do not bear spiritual fruit. We're not useful to God in the way he created us to be. Ultimately, those of us who are not connected to Christ face death. We need to remember that when we pray, we're inviting the Lord to come near to us. We're demonstrating that we want a relationship with God. It's just like inviting a friend over for coffee. Relationships need nearness. Psalms 145.18 tells us the Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. So the Lord is near to him, near to us when we seek him in prayer. He's always there just to prayer away. And we can take comfort knowing that God cares for us and he's there as soon as we reach out. 
We want and need that nearness of the Lord, and we need to prioritize it. In fact, our relationship with God should be number one in all of our relationships and pursuits in life. Psalms 18.2 tells us a little bit of an idea of who God is to us and why he needs to be number one and why we need to keep him near. It tells us, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, and whom I take refuge, my shield and horn of salvation, my stronghold. God is our rock. He can, we can lean on his strength and his faithfulness. He's a dependable God. He's our fortress and our protector and our shelter and the hardships and battles in life. And he's our deliverer. He's delivered us from eternal death through the sacrifice of his son made on that cross. He's our God, our creator, our father, our redeemer, and God's our friend. Our relationship with God should be central to everything in our lives. So connection is vital in our relationship with God. The second part of keeping our relationship strong with God includes communication. Now, in the most basic of terms, prayer is just communication. And it's mentioned in some form or another in the Bible hundreds of times. Prayer is cornerstone in our faith. And as with any relationship in our lives, we cannot expect to succeed if we do not communicate or communicate well with others. We must nurture our relationships if we want to keep people close to us. For example, if we only talk to our spouse a few times a week, we can likely expect communication breakdown, right? I know that's always been the case for me. My husband has traveled a lot for much of his career. We don't exactly feel that absence makes the heart grow fonder feeling. In fact, when we don't communicate, feelings get hurt, conflicts develop, and it's just plain awful. Our relationship with God is no different. We need to be able to go to God for many reasons. If we care about it, God cares too. We can pray about so many things. We can pray for our needs to be met, like in Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. God's our provider, so when we go to him, we demonstrate our trust in his power and provision. We must also pray for protection, like David did in Psalm 17, 6. He says, I have called upon you, for you will answer me, O God. Incline your ear to me. Hear my speech. Do you hear the confidence in that prayer? David knew that he was heard. We might even praise God for hearing our prayer. In Psalm 66, 19 through 20, it says, But certainly God has heard. He has given heed to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, who has not turned away my prayer, nor has loving kindness from me. So God loves us and cares about us deeply. Prayer is not simply a one-way communication either. Jeremiah hears God's words and his invitation to him to pray and saying, Call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. In Jeremiah 33, 3. God is saying, Pray to me. I'm going to answer you. So we too must realize that we need a two-way conversation when we pray to God. God invites us to prayer and he wants us to. With the help of the Holy Spirit, our advocate, God can speak to us as well. But it's so key to keep that communication open because it can't be done without that very well. So if we stay connected in our relationship with God and we keep that line of communication open, we do this all for the very reason of love. And our greatest commandment is to love. Jesus spoke of the truths of those who had quizzed him about the greatest commandment in Matthew 22. In verses 33 through 30, excuse me, 37 through 38, it says, And he said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. Relationships are all about love and time together, wouldn't you agree? 
In fact, my husband and I love Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. Now, if you're familiar with this, you know that the five love languages are ways that we demonstrate love to others and pour into them. Quality time and words of affirmation are two key love languages. We must spend quality time with God and praying to him and reading his holy word. Reading the life-giving message of the word of God is the best source of truth and affirmation we could ever get. The Bible has a lot to say about life and love. So we can develop that deeper relationship with God by keeping him near, keeping him near us, opening up those lines of communication and showing love. And we do that by simply praying. We might remember this best by saying, don't let prayer be your spare. Let it steer you clear. Don't let prayer be your spare. Let it steer you clear. Now, the second point as to why prayer is so important is that prayer demonstrates our dependence and trust in God. Prayer demonstrates our dependence and trust. We show dependence on God when we take our anxieties or problems to him. We show dependence on him when we go to him when we're at a crossroads or face a tough decision, or maybe we need clarity or peace. Sometimes our heart might be heavy with burdens or relationship tension. Maybe we have financial hardship, a tough diagnosis, or maybe we've experienced loss. Whatever the circumstance, when we go to God in prayer, we're telling him, I need you, God. You're bigger than I am, and you're capable of so much more. You're full of wisdom and goodness, and I cannot do this without you. I don't have hope without you. I don't have strength within me, and I'm weak, and I trust in you. God wants us to be dependent on him and seek him. In this, we acknowledge that he is God, and we're simply human. This is a sign of our faith and our trust in him. He cares for us, and he helps us. I love the words one psalmist wrote of the need of God's protection and hand in a dangerous matter. He says, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, who is the maker, who has made heaven and earth. That's Psalms 121, 1 and 2. The psalmist acknowledged who is always there for him. He acknowledged the Lord for being the creator of all things. The Lord is there to help him. He showed dependence on God and he needed God's help. We need God's help too. When we pray and focus on God, we're focusing on eternal things. And there's an important shift in our perspective. When we're able to focus on God and his provisions and take the emphasis off ourselves, we go from temporal living to eternal living. Psalms 9:10 tells us, And those who know the name will put their trust in you, for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Relationships are built on trust. So when we demonstrate our dependence on God and praying, we're saying that I trust you to handle this, God, in the best way that you can, whatever that means. Trust is acknowledging God has a better vantage point, that eternal vantage point. God's powerful, all-knowing, and ever-present. So basically, God's got this, ladies. Just relax. But here's one point I want to make for us problem solvers, and I'm really speaking from the heart here because this is so me. This dependence on God's will requires a very important shift in our desire to solve all of our own problems on our own. This is very counterculture and against some of our more natural tendencies. Why God grants us those able bodies and able minds and certainly a free will, we still need to stop for prayer. It needs to be our steering will. We need to seek God and his guidance and lean on him. He can be trusted to a higher and better way for us because he's wise and he's good. I know that when I've trusted God and depended on him, he's come through for me every single time. In fact, I love the, the words of Proverbs. There's so much wise words to be said for, the, for our times. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. 
and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. So do not trust, depend, lean on, or be impressed with yourself. Trust in God instead. Trust in God is paramount and depending on God. And we might, we might do that. We might go to him for our miracle asking prayers, but do we go to him in facing tough decisions or marital distress or problems? It's important that we reiterate that prayer is important because it's an essential part of our relationship with God. We need the connection, communication, and love in all relationships, including our relationship with God. And prayer demonstrates our dependence and trust in God. So, like and share this message with friends. Drop a message for a prayer request and find Real Women with Michelle on social media. Download that prayer journal at realwomenofgod.com and get to talking with God. He really wants to hear from you. I'll close this in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we are so thankful and so grateful for you and your word. Thank you for giving us a line of communication to hear your people. God, we're grateful for your son and for Jesus and what his life, death, and resurrection mean to us. Thank you for your advocate, the Holy Spirit, God. We pray that you come closer to us in our prayer lives. We pray this message resonates with us as individuals, but also as nations as we raise our prayers seeking you. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Ladies, in the meantime, read your Bibles. It's the best source of truth in this world. See you later.